0: Welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob With me, as always, my co-host, the MercSnow, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And we have the Whale Man, Kyle Budzanowski. I'm In here. all his glory today, and we'll be talking about that. It is episode 100. We are here. We thank you so much for being with us for the first 99 episodes. We hope you continue to be with us for the next 100, 200, 300, however many more we got left in us. We hope you were there from the very beginning um, and if you've been with us since the beginning, we can't thank you enough once again. Uh, it's a big momentous occasion for all of us here at the show. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think a lot of people saw having us having 100 episodes mm-hmm. in us. I don't think we even maybe even saw it. So the fact that we have been able to uh, put out great content for you guys every single week for literally 100 weeks now um, is not only an accomplishment for us, but it's a testament to you guys and everybody who's listened to this show, supports the show. We genuinely... Really, really, really appreciate all the support that we have gotten. We've had, the last month and month or so has been our highest feedback yet, so we're really loving that. So you people in New Jersey, whoever's listening in New Jersey, really digging this show for whatever God, reason. Mess, They must like listen to Lions talk more than Jets and Giants. I, guess I don't really know what's going on, but we are here finally. We've been talking about it. I don't know what I'm going to promote now for the next six weeks. Episode yeah. 150, 125, yeah. I don't know. Lots of great stuff coming for you, especially if you watch us on YouTube. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show. We have another a series for the I'm Always Right 24-7 Championship, which is always something we look forward to doing uh, every once in a while for you guys. takes a lot of hard work on our end to film all that stuff with just a three-man crew that we have. So um, if you guys are digging those videos, please uh, let us know ahead of time. But... Uh, I wanted to, this week's going to be a little bit different than normal for episode 100. Uh, we we wanted to start this show off for the first half just kind of talking about how the show came about some of our favorite stories some of our our better takes some of our bad takes um, some of the best moments that we can remember here on the show why me and Mike originally started the show how we got Kyle in on the show. A lot of that kind of stuff that maybe you guys haven't heard before, and then in part two of this show, we're gonna get back to do what we do best, and we're gonna talk Michigan State Ruckers. We were all really wrong on that, and we're gonna talk, <laughs> and we're gonna talk Michigan Minnesota uh, as well. So next week we're gonna talk more Michigan, Michigan State, obviously based off the result of that game of the rivalry game. We're gonna be talking wwe's hell in the cell we're gonna be talking some, maybe some world series action so next week will be a more traditional i'm always right sports podcast from the first 99 you guys heard but i figured this week in particular um because a lot of this stuff would have been happening uh, right before or we we did the show i figured it'd be nice for us to just kind of go back look back at the history of the first 99 and a half episodes i guess um and go back but uh, Mike, do you remember exactly how this whole thing kind of came about? Do you do you have because I do, but I want oh, to you see, I, I want to see. I, oh, I've been God talking damn. for four minutes almost, so oh, I want to let dang. somebody else chime in. here. Uh, do <laughs> yeah. I remember? Um,
1: I remember a very distinct conversation. Oh, you do? Like, yeah. Like okay. there's one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, I just remember sitting in not our living room. Yeah. It was our side room in my house. Yeah. And we were just talking about. It had to be something with the Lions. Yeah, probably. It, had, it probably, had to be something right. with the Lions. And if you listen to the show at all, you're not shocked. Yeah, not shocked. It was either that or like some something, sporting yeah, event right. or something. And then, Oh, what was it? My sister probably came yeah. in, and she was like, hey, the brain Emily Merkle brain Emily Got, yep. gotta give her You remember her credit. from the
0: first early episodes of the show when we used to do the show in your bedroom. In my bedroom,
1: yes. <laughs> with my nice lines bed and my three TVs. And I think she said, "Wow, you guys talk so much about sports. Why not do a podcast?" Yeah, yep, I think it horrible. was something like that. Yeah, that was the only thing I remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything after. That, I remember. Too us, far ago.
0: I remember us having a conversation. I think it was a little bit after that because you know maybe you don't even realize this, Raquel, you guys, but you know I've wanted to do this for a really long time. You know, I've. I really enjoy talking about sports. Even, you know, we can say Michigan sports right now maybe aren't at the peak performance level as other cities right now, and that's fair to say, you know, no doubt. Um, But I've always wanted to do this. This it's a dream of mine to have something like this and to be able to come out here every single week and put out a great product, especially highlighting some of the things going around Detroit, because I feel overall... With the exception, of probably the Red Wings, Detroit sports don't get talked about enough. Right. I feel like, and obviously right now they're it's we're going through a rebuild, literally in all four major sports. But usually, right, even when the Pistons were good. It was never about the Pistons. It was about every other team but the Pistons, even though they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, when the Tigers were good, it's like, okay, great, but what about going on in the NL, right? It was very rare that the Tigers would really get mentioned as, you know, a team to be really contending. The Wings are a classic six, original six team, so they've always kind of been. And the Lions, obviously, you know, they're the Lions. We love them despite the heart attacks that they give us on a weekly basis. Um, you know, Michigan, you know, the Spartans, they've had their ups and downs. Um, but I've always, but I've always wanted to do this because I feel like the the media attention that is surrounding Detroit sports on the national level is not very well received, and the local level, your 97 on the tickets, your local media, in my personal opinion, doesn't do Detroit sports justice. I feel like it's a lot of shock jock radio where it's just, well, let's just well, let's hear people complain because that's all people want to do. I feel like we've done a really nice job here on this show to bring you a. A more, not necessarily optimistic side, but a more reasonable, balanced approach to why people do the things that they mm. do, right? And, and and trying to explain things maybe that other fans maybe don't understand, um, maybe don't uh, look at from another perspective. And we don't approve of all moves or all transactions or all results, right? Or coaching changes, obviously. But the point is is that, you know, you can you can make an argument for these teams and you can understand why you're still supporting them because they're our teams, mm-hmm. right? Um, and obviously we've explored you know, some of the major stories around sports. And, and we've done something that I don't think a lot of people in our position would have been able to do, which is do this through COVID, where mm-hmm. we had a basically a complete standstill of sports for, for months and we still had to churn out content mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Like mm-hmm. we're talking about maybes and previews and doing all this stuff, not even knowing if we were going to see any of it, right, I think is a testament to not only our support, but the fact that we've been able to churn out. But the, the conversation I remember is us – me, you, Mike, uh, Emily was in the room. It was in your. It was in the dining room at your at your house. Oh, okay. And your dad was talking and stuff like that. And I finally just said we were talking kind of a similar situation. We're like, you guys should start a podcast. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I got a mic. I got a laptop. Let me figure it out. Give me a week. And I just told you, I was like, hey, I'm coming over. I was over at your house every day anyway. I'm yeah. like, we're doing this on a Thursday. Let's just do one. Let's yeah. see how it. Let's see how it sounds. Let's do it. You know, I typed out a show sheet for us. I remember it was right when Mike McCarthy got fired by the mm-hmm. Packers. That was, like, the first show, if you want to go back and listen um, to that. Um, but we just kind of did it, and it, like, it came off, and it sounded good. And, and you know, literally after that, it was like, okay, let's plan out a schedule. Emily made a logo, This the original logo, mm-hmm. like, that night. We had a name. Um, I gave, you know, I gave everybody nicknames just in case kind of thing. Um you know, for future branding purposes, and we were off and running. So that's what I remember, like, that conversation where I went, you know what, screw it, let's try it. Worst case scenario, it sucks, you know, mm-hmm. and we just stopped doing it after a couple of weeks. But here we are still. Um, do you remember how we got Kyle on? Because I don't remember that See, I at
1: don't, all. I don't at all either, so this is Is it just because Emily I, just stopped showing up? <laughs> it might have been. See, okay, do you remember, Kyle, do you remember your first show you were on? No, no, no you don't yeah. it, see i want to i want to guess yeah because originally we had you on for nba talk yes we that know was like a very specific like because em and him like would sub in and out yes. remember like em would be on part
0: of the show and then kyle would be yeah on part and of the we show. would be more on like the general stuff like yeah. she would just kind of like she'd talk be there for wrestling
1: because she'd be like i know wrestlers in general yeah Kyle was like i
0: got no freaking yeah so. and then
1: kyle and then we'd sub in kyle when yeah. like for, part like, twos. for like some yeah. like NBA finals or some talk, yeah. so I think it was probably something along the lines of like the NBA playoffs were starting, yeah, and we were like Kyle. It was
0: pretty early on. I mean, Kyle, it was, was, very, Kyle it was Kyle was not, not a permanent fixture for a little while, and yeah. then M we M kind of phased out. Yeah. It was like I don't want to keep doing this, and we're like fair enough, yeah. and so and then Kyle kind of like, kind of moved his way in right, and we've had special guests on the show right. Yeah. We had uh, an Ohio State fan here, It'll unfortunately. Be we will not name. Know, shout her out name. To, Shout out to her. Yeah. That's all <laughs> that, you're getting. Um, you know, we've done, we've done, we developed the quick hitter series, yes. right, where we've talked about highlighted big games or special events that maybe deserve a little bit more focus, right? So we've got that sub series within the show. Um, you know, I got the belt made pretty early on, yeah. on A, because I'm a belt nerd, obviously, by, mm-hmm. you know, all that you see around us here. Um but, yeah, guys, that's kind of the, the, the origin story of how this all came about. I remember every single weekend, it's like, okay, I'm coming over. All right, we got to get the table from downstairs, yeah. right? We got to position it in an angle where once you sit down, don't get back up because we're not yeah. going to be able to move because we didn't have the space, mm-hmm. you know. And then, I'm uh, thankfully, you know, me and I got married, so we were able to buy the house and create the studio that we yes. have now, thankfully, for sure, where we all can sit and, you know, like not you Not die, And <laughs> be yeah. able to go to the bathroom if we need to go. Mm-hmm. Um that sort of thing you know we got the camera obviously that m got us you know to kind of put us on youtube and all that good stuff but mike if you had to pick a moment or two that kind of sticks out in your mind from the show just like some of your favorite moments, some of oh, your yeah. funny moments that, you know, that you can go at that maybe people can go back and listen to. You know, all the descriptions for every single episode are on all of them. So if you listen to Spotify, you can see all the topics that we talk about. And if you're not new to the show, you already know that. Mm-hmm. But for those maybe listening for the first time here. But is there, is there an episode or a, or a topic that we talked about where you're just going... What the hell was that? Or something hilarious? See,
1: I remember you tossing the idea of the belt idea. Yeah. The very first time. Yeah. You were like, all right, we should do it because that's the time when WWE introduced their 24 7. You're like, oh, that would be something cool to do extra. Right. And we were all sitting around, and it was literally just in the middle of the show. We were just like, I think it was at the break of one of our shows and you're like, okay, so we gotta figure out a way to start it off. Yeah. But we didn't actually decide the no, way we, we were gonna start it we off. Did not. No, So we're just like
0: think about that. Yeah, so we're like, <laughs> all right, so like after the show
1: we're gonna talk about it and film you know, something for it. Right. And so at the very end of the show, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna stand up and just yeah, take I it. Know, and leave. I remember that I was like, I'm gonna go along with this because we have 14, 20 minutes of footage that yeah. I can't go
0: back and <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I so I literally just stood up and I was like, I'm just taking it. Yeah. And I like left. And yeah. Rob was like, We Rob and Cop both had to like impromptu go. Okay, yeah, like, I guess. I'm, yeah, like,
0: better watch your back, back. mister. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: coming to get you.
0: And that yeah. smirked off that right. little series Exactly. Every and every if every you day. go to imalwaysrightpc.com, you can actually look at the title history of the I'm Always Right 24-7 Championship, where you see Michael is the first inaugural, yes. inaugural, not yeah. inaugural, inaugural, I'm always right, 24-7 champion. I think Kyle has the distinction of holding the title the most times yes. for the least amount of time. Yes. And I think I technically, you got, I think you're pretty close now with the amount of time that you've held yeah. it overall. I think I've only held it twice, I think, yes. technically. I just had one really long run because we, weather and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I do remember that. Um, Kyle, is there a moment for you that you remember that sticks out to you as maybe one of your favorite moments, one of your more funnier moments that you have? Yeah. <laughs>
1: As you smile, because I already know what the hell's gonna know, come out of I mouth. Have t- I have two for Kyle.
2: <laughs> um, I think the one that we all know is yeah. my boy Jared Cook. <laughs> I, right.
0: Give give the give a little bit of background on this, because if, if people haven't heard, give get set up the scene yeah. as you, because we've made that joke so many times now, and people go, I don't get it, because mm-hmm. they, they maybe they missed that episode, because yeah. that was within the first
2: what 25, 30 episodes, yeah, probably.
0: probably of of the show. So
2: what is what is the Jared Cook story? So I don't kind of really remember how it started out here, but I know my fascination for Jared Cook started when <laughs> started when he had a he had a wonderful yeah. game. I don't know who it was against, but I remember he had seven catches for like eighty nine yards and a touchdown. I lost my mind. Oh, wow, wow, <laughs> <I lost my laughs> That's came breaking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was expecting like seven catches. 185 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, no, nope, nope. just a just a, big <laughs> just a big play. Just so a big play. It's all that mattered. Yeah, for sure. Did he have that catch from Aaron Rodgers on the sideline? Was that that week when he hit? remember that toe drag swag game I that,
2: that Rodgers? Everyone was like, "Rodgers made a great throw." I'm like, "Actually, it was a great catch." But yeah, it was great. Both. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I don't know how I brought it on here, but I knew that we all. I know well, exactly. How you yeah, I it say, on yeah here. go ahead, Mike. And I know you were you were doing
1: f- uh, free agency. Yeah, and you were like. Kyle, who is the number one free agent that the Lions need? And we had this entire yeah. list we're of thinking, like, like this is right before this is the same off season that uh, the Trey Flowers signed with the yes. Lions for for those of you who are looking so, for yeah, a timeline like, here. Trey Flowers, right. Jesse James, literally yeah. everyone that we signed there. We were talking yeah, about at right, that time, exactly. and then Kyle's looking through the list. He goes, so you know what, Jared Cook. Right, right King after Ryan, we drafted Ebron, I think yeah. at this point, or, or no, they just
0: got rid of Ebron, but they were like they, were about they, had, to draft. they had other tight ends yeah. at the time too, but it was just. Of all the people possible, he's yeah. like, Jared Cook. I go, huh, 32-year-old tight end is what they're... <laughs> their yeah, primary, that's exactly what It was their did. primary off-season acquisition. Jared <laughs> Cook. Cook. Gosh dang it, Jared Cook. And now looking back, right, if you would have signed here, maybe not have been a bet. I mean, he's yeah. been very productive in New Orleans. He was productive in Green Bay. You know, he, he's a good player, no doubt. It was just funny that of all the people, all the big names at the time yeah. that they could have tried to sign... um, you know, I think Landon Collins was available at that mm-hmm. time. You know, the free agent that wound up going to Washington. You saw a whole bunch of other times. You go, all these different, all these different guys you could have signed, and he goes with Jared Cook. That for me is sticks out and, as a and big then highlight another
1: subtle one, which might even be in the same episode when it was it at we were at my house still, yeah. and it was like pouring rain. Yeah, and I think like thunder <laughs> hit. <Yeah>. and Cow <laughs> goes, guys you hear that <laughs> and we all just yeah. went hear what yeah. and we had to stop yeah. for like yeah. 30 seconds because like yeah. thunder hit and we or had something. to stop
0: and i went pause and then and i don't went, think you probably hear it on the show itself that's more of an inside yeah. thing but yeah i do remember that i remember one point there was a noise i think it was still back when we were in at your house where there was a noise outside and we all kind of stopped for a second took a look mm-hmm. and then went never mind and like continued yeah. to go um some of those are pretty funny um i'd say my one of my more recent ones is my rant on Giannis and the clippers both Uh, those were pretty good um you know i try not to get too exacerbated on this show i try to keep my cool usually i think by the time we film these shows whether it's after a lion's loss or something it's it's we're a week behind so i have time to process Mm -hmm. you know because if we film the show after a lion's game I'd be a much grumpier person on mm-hmm. um, this show. Um, what's, uh, what's a take that you had that maybe you thought, like, this is like this is a great, you know, this is some inside stuff here. This is a great, you know, insight or analysis. And that you completely look back and go,
1: I was completely off. Oh, that off. was completely off yeah. on? Yeah. Well, give me one that maybe you were no, on. No, the one I was super on was we were going through the Final Four. Yes, you were. Last remember that, year yeah. or two years, two years ago no, now. Two years oh, ago, Or whatever yeah. it was. And we were breaking down the the final four. Yeah, and that was just me talking for like twenty minutes, and you were just like, yeah. "I was like, I wow, you you've done a lot of research on this?" I know. That was I I was down for Trevor Lawrence that year. Yeah, the year that they oh won the, the year title. they, won the, they won, won the title. That was the, my absolute yeah. like grandest moment. You were like, I you're like Trevor Lawrence is gonna be the guy, and I was
0: kind of like, ah, he's a freshman, you know,
1: yeah. they're playing. Yeah. And then they went to win like fifty five to fourteen against Alabama. We came on the next week, and you were like.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 he's, he won't, pretty, yeah, good. he's
1: pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, he's the guy. I remember one that I was really off on. It was, you know, we go through every NFL offseason where we see any coaching changes that happen, right? We always look at, you know, possible, you know, positions. And I remember thinking at the time when Adam Gase got fired by the Dolphins, I was like, I really hope Adam Gase doesn't get a head coaching job because I really want the Lions to hire him to be their offensive coordinator. And I was very <laughs> like, you know, he did great things in Denver. And then I'm like... And then looking back on it, I go, "Wow, we would be in even worse position mm-hmm. than we are now if we mm-hmm. would have hired Adam Gase to be our offensive coordinator. That would have been a total disaster." So I was definitely on that. I think I was also in favor of Mike McCarthy being our OC as well when he got fired by Green Bay. Yeah. Also a
1: big whiff. Yeah, <laughs> my Rob, end. But... we just need to stop doing Lions coaching talk because it's not working <laughs> out it's for
0: not us right out. now. No, it's the not. It's the one segment that's not working for us. <laughs> I know, I'm
1: just terrible
0: um you know you look at it that's kind of why I'd like I'd be a little afraid for uh, Eric Biennemi to come here right if Matricia gets fired because yeah. same thing I'd be super excited but at the same time I go yeah but it's Mahomes isn't here Tyree Kill's not here yeah. it's a totally different set of players mm-hmm. uh Kyle is there a moment for you or is there a take that maybe you were like nailed it oh. outside of
2: LeBron that you could have oh. or or one that you like totally whiffed on Oh, I think the most recent one where I thought it got right was the Miami Heat. That's exactly. what I, was I was thinking, thinking too. Like, yep.
1: Yeah,
0: you were you were, we were spot on, on that.
1: that one.
2: Nobody was predicting that. Absolutely yeah. no
0: nobody in the na- I don't care what anybody says. Don't don't show me clips later. Nobody in the national media was talking about the Heat making a finals run right yeah. here. Not a single. I person. do remember it because we were. Kyle doing, was the only it one. It was us three. Me and Rob went. Like, no, it's going to be the Bucks. But right. And Kyle's like seven. I don't know, and then we went off here and we go. Man, that, I mean, he makes a good argument. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they went out and just absolutely obliterated the Bucks. So yeah. that was one for sure. Um, do you have a do you have a favorite moment? Or is there one that, like, is there one for you that really sticks out? Or is there maybe one, you know, is there, maybe it's one of the I'm Always Right, the 24-7 series videos that we've done. Something for you that's like, like, if there's something, you know, that, like, you're always going to remember from this first 100 episodes. Um, is there something for you? Um... Wait a minute. Hold on. Go, Kyle. He's, Kyle he's you got one. There's one left. that like that's like your favorite? You know, some of these are more memorable than others. Obviously, we do. We talk so much stuff on this show on a weekly yeah. basis, right? Even people come to me and go, "I don't even know what the hell you're talking about." When you start talking New Japan and all yeah. that kind of stuff, I go. Well, this is your opportunity to learn, you know, yeah. so, but we do, we, we cover so many different topics mm-hmm. on the show on a weekly basis. So it's, sometimes it's hard, but is there a moment for you that you look back on and you go, that was pretty good. Whether it was a segment, a video we did, something in this first hundred episodes that you're like, bam.
2: Um, well, I think, I believe this was our first skit that we did. It was the one where uh, I I tapped Michael out just when he was sleeping. Was that the first one? Yes, uh, just, it, he was the first One figure. of the first ones. Yes, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that was kind of one of my favorites like coming out of the back of my car yes all the nerf yeah guns shoot stuff. me yeah. with the nerf gun yeah, yeah that was a remember
1: great one. the one where you slipped and hit the sign and rob freaked yeah. out because he thought you like hurt <laughs> yeah, the belt
0: yeah i go oh no
1: yeah you're like no the belt because <laughs>
0: well, he just like, bought it
1: like a month before yeah. that and i'm like oh great it's no. skidding on the sidewalk we have to talk about the best skit though yeah the tying skit That was is By far the best. And skit. I'm not
0: even in it, but it was great stuff. It the, was the, hilarious. Getting the
1: quarter to stand took way more time than I think it should have, <laughs> but we yeah, really they, got it to work out. If you
0: haven't well. watched that, go back and watch it. It's on the title history. You can yeah, see. It's in one of the 70s, uh, I think, yeah, or something. I'm always right, PC.com. Go to the I'm always right 24 7 championship page on the website. You have all the title histories. And in the title history, you can see every episode that a title change has occurred. So if there's even multiple title changes in the same episode, You're gonna see it, so it's on that list. So all of them go back and watch that because that was, yeah, that was when I lost it, right? To Kyle, you guys were fighting over it. Yeah, you went. I I went and got the mail for forty five minutes. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great one. That was the best one. I think one of my favorite moments, honestly, uh, would have had to have been um uh, our first episode because seeing you especially because we talked we, we would always talk for so long right yeah. I mean, and it comes so naturally i will say this and this is a compliment to you for sure and, and kyle to some extent but because it was it, we started it you know before he was on here um you know there's not a lot of people that i find are my sports intellectual equal i guess in the best way of putting that right like i feel like we can have but all we all can have a conversation about something and understand each other's viewpoints whether we agree with it or not and, and it's a logical argument or a logical discussion it's not a consistent where i'm like i don't know where the hell you're coming from and I, like that take doesn't like i i'm very happy that we don't have the skip bayless shannon sharp hot takeness that happens on hot taker i'm glad that i don't need to be nick right and talk like this about lebron james and get off doing that like i'm very happy that we don't have that and we can have a Genuine conversation on this show. But I remember our first show, you were looking at me like, what do I say? And I'm like, just talk. And you're like, okay. And then we just talked. And yeah. it was like the best hour that, you know, it was It was great. And it's kind of what spurned the rest of this show by far. So mm-hmm. that was always good. You know, um, I love the fact that we do this belt series thing. I think it's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of a lot of fun filming that stuff. You know, it's, it's funny. We can kind of see the progression of all of it, you know, as kyle's still watching michigan destroy minnesota which we're going to talk about here in the part two but you know you know this show is going to continue to grow it's going to continue to evolve we hope to do more of the 24 7 stuff we hope to continue to do stuff well, i hope you enjoy the fact that we're able to sometimes bring on new guests bring on interviews and that kind of thing so it you know it's it's one of those things where we're always looking to improve, always looking to evolve. So anything that you guys have out there that you guys want to see us do, whether it's a video, whether it's new content, whether you want to see stuff, if you want a tour of the studio, you want a, you know, you want belt reviews, you want, you know, whatever it is that we have here on the show that we can pull off, you know, you want to hear Kyle talk Michigan's depth all the way from their first string to their seventh string, we can do it. You know, we can have, you know, Mike talk about why LeBron is the greatest of all time and you won't you won't hear anything different and don't you dare say otherwise. You Whatever the case may be, you want to see it, we can probably make it happen for you guys, especially in the realm of sports. So that's going to be it for part one of this week's show. We really appreciate you kind of traveling back in the time machine with us as we kind of go through just some of the history of the show, how we got to where we're at uh, today. It's It's been a long road for sure. Almost two years' worth of time. You know, we're, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary here in like a month here. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, that'll be have to be another celebration right there. Yeah, so 100, then we got that. But, too um, <laughs> too many, it's too that's much. Too much celebration at one time. Um, but we really appreciate all the support once again uh, from everybody here at the show. So that's going to be it for part one. Part two, we're going to get back to talking sports. We're going to talk Michigan State Rutgers. And, of course, Michigan versus Minnesota at night. All that great stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeike here, enjoying episode 100. I hope you guys are, too. Once again, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for all the support. We appreciate it Uh, from the very first listen all the way to now. We really appreciate all the sports staying with us through it all, through COVID, through the lulls in the sports world, all the way through. Uh, We hope you've learned some things. We hope that maybe you disagree with some things. We hope that you've enjoyed it. You've laughed with us like we have here. We have so much fun doing this show every single week for you guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, here's part two of this week's episode, a special episode 100. And welcome back to episode 100 of the I Am Right Sports Podcast. Been talking about it forever. We're finally here. Uh, if you missed part one, you know, we did a kind of a brief history, some of our favorite moments, some of our maybe not so great takes on the show, um, you know, a little bit different than what we normally do, but... With that being said, now we are going to get back to what we normally do here. We're going to talk uh, WWE's Hell in the Cell show next week. We're we'll probably going talk some World Series. We're also going to talk more Michigan, Michigan State, like we're going to do today after their big game as well. So lots of good stuff. We'll give you some predictions for that game ahead of time. But let's talk Michigan State first. You know, we kind of all went in last week. We talked about it. We previewed their opener against Rutgers. You know, they were at Rutgers, if that makes sense. They were at Rutgers, right? Were they at Rutgers? No, they were in Michigan State. Oh, were, were they home? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. All right. Well, we all thought Michigan State was going to basically steamroll Rutgers, right? Um, that could not have been further from what happened. Mm-hmm. Seven turnovers later, Michigan State getting upset by Rutgers by, what was it, uh, more than two scores, right? It was like 17, something like that. Pretty um, close, right? 38-27. to 38-27. to 27. So 11 points, a double-digit loss by the Spartans. Mel Tucker's uh, start to the Mel Tucker era in Michigan State not going the way it was planned. Uh, We all thought this was going to be a landslide victory for Michigan State. I did not expect Rutgers to come out. I mean, let's let's put this in a little bit of context. You fumble that many times. You turn the ball over seven times. I'm going to take, say, six because the seventh one was a forced pick that is at the end of the game anyway. But six turnovers in time where you really needed to play, and – you completely, I mean, you dropped the ball literally and figuratively. No one wins a game against anybody with six turnovers. It just doesn't happen. But Kyle, let me start with you on this game. I know you guys are both kind of in and out watching a little bit a time. You guys are both working today. Um, but talk to me about Michigan State here. We all kind of thought this was going to be a layup, and clearly it's not. I mean, what, what? if you're Mel Tucker, what do you do? What adjustments can you, obviously, hold on to the ball, clearly. But outside of that, they didn't look good. They did not look prepared. Rutgers was all over them from the jump.
2: Well, so I didn't watch any of the game, but from what I've seen and heard is Rocky Lombardi had a good stats, but he basically played bad. Basically, <laughs> he bad. basically yeah. played yeah. bad. Yeah, and he didn't uh, look comfortable. Uh, obviously, the the interceptions, the fumbles, that's a coachable thing. You got to work on that because mm-hmm. you're gonna be playing it. Team next week that's gonna blow you over if you continue to do that. We'll talk Michigan in a second. No, I'll let no, you no, have. No, I'll no,
0: let no. you have as much time as you want. Well, it's
2: all good. good. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to help Michigan nope. stay out. I feel you. And so defensively, uh, God, I, I don't even know how you no, let that much points up against Rutgers. I mean, I didn't watch. Well, it, you so... gave them
0: six extra attempts to be fair. Yeah. I did.
2: <laughs> There was a lot of short field that Rutgers <laughs> yeah, had. You know what I mean? Like, good lord. But still, I they scored like what the highest score game, scoring game they had was like twenty. Yeah, this is
0: the, you know this is the first game for Rutgers under the second run of Greg Shiano, right? Greg Shiano was their old coach, joined Tampa Bay, was a coach at for New England for a hot second there, uh, but he's back as head coach again. He's one of the highest percentage win coaches in Rutgers history. They win their first Big Ten game in twenty one games, and they beat the Spartans. Mike, talk to me about the Spartans. what did you see? What did you like, if anything? Uh, this is a this is a rough go. I think all
1: Sparty Nation right now has got to be not only pissed mm-hmm. but
0: extremely pessimistic it's about the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, um, I think you're one. Positive side was uh, Jaden Reed, the receiver, yeah. eleven receptions, one hundred and thirty yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and even Lombardi himself with the two picks aren't good, but 320 yards and three hundred twenty. I'll take one of touchdowns. those off. So the one was like with like a minute and a half left that yeah. they're just So the I mean, field. yeah, so 30, take the one off. Thirty-one for forty-three, three hundred twenty yards and three touchdowns with the pick with the yeah. asterisks on the with second, the second one, one, I guess. Yeah, it's not the worst stat line ever. No, nope. I really think the defense just was not. Yeah, they had four fumbles. Game. They had four fumbles in this game. Yeah. I mean, good lord, and an onside kick that was muffed. I
0: think that they. Yeah. did that they didn't recover yeah. either and, so it's not, I didn't
1: and i think it's just more to the running game like their the Rutgers leading rusher had 61 yards and two touchdowns right but that's just one player like they all had right eating they're all getting 50 yards 40 yards yep. their run defense was absolutely awful yep. um they just didn't look prepared defensively i think offensively outside of you know a lot of the fumbles that they had i think you know lombardi did the best that he could mm-hmm. with all the situation that was going around him, yeah. and he had a really good re- he had some good receiver play. But said that it was. Are not... you, I mean,
0: if you're if you're a Michigan State though, right? I, you know, take the turnovers out of it here for a second, right? You still offensively, I think you played okay. You could have yeah. played better, obviously, with the with the amount of turnovers you had, clearly. But like, I mean, are you, are you looking at this team and going, okay, I I, I don't think they're as bad as they look today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that no, this think. game for Rutgers is more like, oh, my gosh, I mean, Rutgers is going to get steamrolled now by the next seven teams that they probably mm-hmm. play. But with that being said, you know, if you're the Spartans and you're Mel Tucker in this coaching staff and, and this regime, right, I made a point to a buddy of mine who's a big Michigan State fan. This is the first time Michigan State has ever gone this amount of overhaul in, like, 15 years, mm-hmm. right? D'Antonio is not there. You don't have the heir apparent quarterback, whether it's going from Cooks or, or from uh, – from cousins, cousins to Cook to even Lawrky, who got progressively worse. But the point is, you had a guy ready, right? Or even Maxwell for that hot minute there. You had people ready to go at the most important position. You didn't, you know, Rocky Rocky Lombardi. That's his name, Rocky, right? That's his name. He's not good, right? We we know what he is. He's he's okay. He's not great. He's not gonna do anything that's gonna separate you, right? It, being the resident quarterback in the room here, Mike. Do you, even though he, you know the stat line doesn't look terrible, do you? still roll, roll with this kid, or do you just say, you know what, screw it, let's play the young guy that was in competition at the mm-hmm. beginning of, the, of of camp and just say, you know what, if we're going to lose, this kid's going to get experience,
1: we're going to grow together, we're going to figure it out, and let's see what we have in this kid. Yeah, the, I think the problem is your next game against Michigan, I think it's going to be very okay. tough with a good defensive line that they're going to go up against Yeah, for to just throw a freshman in there. That would be a I disaster. Think, yeah. um, I gotta look at their schedule to see what yeah. put after that. Because I think, like, if you throw on Lombardi... Because Lombardi was not any reason why they lost. Yeah, you know, he didn't so, make any big plays, but I don't also think that he wasn't necessarily ineffective. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, after Michigan, you get, like, Iowa, Indiana, Maryland, Northwestern, or your next four after Michigan. Right. Those so are I think more highly competitive. I think games. in those four-game stretch, I think you play your freshman quarterback, and then they end with Ohio, St. Penn State, which obviously you're probably Please. not going to win either one of those. Yeah. But if you play your uh, pure freshman quarterback in that middle four game, it's not like you're just going to go up there and throw him into the Wolves against Ohio State or the Michigans. I think that he can go out and be competitive and actually have a good showing so then he can be the quarterback of the future. But I think the games that you don't think that you're going to be able to be competitive in, I would say rock with Lombardi because he's going to leave after this year and you need this freshman to feel confident. And if he goes in against Ohio State and throws five interceptions, (laughs) he's not going to be confident. Yeah,
0: that game game could get ugly really quickly. All right, real quick, we're going to talk... We'll hit Michigan in one second, but give me, Kyle, give me, if you're... If you're talking to the Michigan State fan base for a second here, okay, you know, take the Michigan hat off for a second. If you're a fan of Michigan State and if you if you want to have some sort of optimism going into the rest of this season and for this Mel Tucker era, give me a statement. Like, it, talk to the Michigan State fans. What if there's something where you go, hey, listen, you know, stick with it because of X or Y or whatever, right? Give me a reason to, to be optimistic about this Spartan regime.
2: Well, if I was talking to some Michigan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's, but, he's loving uh, this because no, he knows it's, it's terrible fun. <laughs> it's funny alright so if I'm
2: talking to a Michigan State fan basically what I would tell them is that you're not supposed to be good I mean you weren't supposed to be this bad but you're not supposed to be good and you got a brand new coach brand new culture and obviously yeah. it takes time to get into that culture you Michael there? you're killing me dude I'm just laughing at his response I love it you're, You because you <laughs> It's funny
0: because even if I say take the Michigan head off, you're like you're not supposed to be good, which you're correct. But you're also not supposed to be as bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I agree. But continue.
2: Go ahead. But uh, but if you want to look to the positive end, you do have pieces yep. that you that are will be will benefit to you in the future. It's not like all oh, hope is lost. If you put if you put in a freshman quarterback, yeah, so you're not gonna be you're not gonna be bowling out against anybody. Yeah. But he, he's gonna improve over time, and that's what you want. And if you don't see a future with Rocky Lombardi, I advise that they put in the freshman quarter. The leash has got to be
0: short, I feel like, for Lombardi a little bit, unfortunately. I Mm -hmm. think it's honest. It's not even maybe even due to his own fault, but it's more just the fact that where the program is at right now where it's like, you know what? If you're going to be gone anyway we might as well just get the next guy in here because if we're not going to be competitive with you, we might as well not be competitive without you either. So mm-hmm. we might as well get the next kid in here. Mike, same question to you real quick before we talk Michigan. You know, give me a statement. If you if you got a reason for hope or, like, you know, whatever, what do you have to say to this Michigan State fan yeah. base to well, stop them from jumping off the bridge? See,
1: I would, I would just say, look what Michigan was back in 2014. Yeah. It's, like, exactly where Michigan was yeah. six, seven years ago. And then look where Michigan is now. You have Joe Milton playing... Balls to the walls right now, yep. and Michigan's what, currently winning 49-24 to about the end of the game yep. against a ranked Minnesota team where seven, six, seven years ago, they'd be playing a ranked team getting their butt kicked, and they're a 4-8 team. Yep. So I think that even though it looks stark right now, you have a new coach in there who obviously had a really bad game but looks like he can motivate players. You have a nice freshman quarterback who's probably going to get some playing time yep. in a shortened COVID season right. where people aren't going to look at the season and go, like this is like one of those asterisk seasons because there's only eight games yeah. and you're not playing all 12 or whatever. So you get that nice benefit and you have a nice sophomore receiver who just had three touchdowns and 200 yards where you're going to have him next year also to help with your freshman quarterback. Yeah. So you have a lot of positives right. and you have some pieces there. And if Mel Tucker can be the guy to help you get over that hump, then I would say in like two or three years, I think right. this the freshman quarterback turns into a junior quarterback who can play you like Joe Milton's playing right now. Right. And yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, too, right? Is that this is game one of a weird season, right?
0: right? I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, they have three extra weeks of practice. I go, yeah, but you're this Rutgers team is not good by any means, but they are better, right? Like, Greg Schiano is a good, motivating kind of coach, right? Yes. He's turned Rutgers around before, they're a better, well coached than what Chris Ash had them as. So, this is not, this is not a, I wouldn't say Rutgers is a good team by any means, and they should have not lost this game, but it's not the same Rutgers team. And I agree with you, right? Is that it, it, you can't be... You're going to be doom and gloom no matter what because even if you won this game, right, you look at the rest of that schedule, you're not going to beat Michigan, I don't think. I don't think you have any shot against Penn State. I don't think you maybe even beat Indiana, quite frankly. There's some teams in there right now, obviously Ohio State, where, like, this season was not going to go where mm-hmm. you're going to go 5-3. and three. I just don't think it was going to happen, right? 4-4 four and four was probably your best bet, right? Now maybe is it, you know, 3-6 and six or 3-5 or and five or whatever? Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But... It's all about timing, and you haven't gone, you're you literally, Michigan State is coming off of the greatest decade and a half they've ever had from a program perspective, right? Final Fours, Big Tens, Rose Bowls, the whole nine yards, right? And yet, and, and now you're going through literal change in every level. Your quarterback's different. Your head coach is different. All your schemes are different. The whole culture of the team is different. you got to be prepared for the fact that you're going to have to take three steps back in order to take four steps forward. Mm-hmm. And that's, the hopefully, the eventual goal. We saw last year the D'Antonio stuff, it wasn't working anymore. Nope. You know what I mean? So he got out. You couldn't land the coach like a Luke Fickle that you maybe probably wanted as your primary choice because of the way that D'Antonio left it. And that's probably because you kind of held on maybe a year or two too long. But you're going to have to deal with that now. And all programs go through this. Michigan went through it, right? We went through it for almost 10 years. We were your guys' – you know, B-I-T-C-H for that time, really. You know what I mean? But it's a cyclical process. And if Mel Tucker's the guy, you're going to know in two to three years. Year one, it's not possible. Um, All right, let's talk Michigan-Minnesota here to end the show. Maybe we'll preview Michigan-Michigan State just a little bit. Um, Michigan getting the victory in Minnesota, 49-24. Joe Milton's debut. You know, we just got done watching the game. You guys were watching just the ends of it here as we recorded. Um, But Talk to me talk to me Kyle you know this is this is your game you know you had Michigan winning me and Mike were not as optimistic about this team and I was we we're both kind of on the show me and then we'll kind of get on the bandwagon and I'll ask you Mike if you're on the bandwagon in a second but Kyle talk to me about this you got to be you got to be thrilled yeah. right now from a lot of aspects of this game
2: No yeah it was a great thing to see I loved how the how they incorporated all the running backs into yeah. the game, there was a lot of questions: who would get the playing time, who would get the most catches, passes. Turns runs. out everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but it all turned out well. I think the best part of the offense was the play calling. They incorporated a lot and in everybody into the into the game, especially yes. when you lost so much. And it's really nice to see all these new receivers being able to get all this playing time. And of course, Joe Milton played great. He didn't do it need to do anything great, but he played. He kept enough. everything yeah. in control. Yeah. He and didn't that do is anything stupid. Yeah, he was
0: composed.
2: Didn't do anything dumb. Mm-hmm. It just made everything easy for himself. Very efficient when running the ball. He ran the ball really well. Yes. Those design runs for him. Yes. And defensively, you have con- some concerns, though. The, the mm-hmm. running defense wasn't looking very good. They, they yeah. Their running back was a very experienced and well-touted running back, but still should not be allowing that. And the yeah, secondary... The carry is not great. Right? Yeah, the secondary, <laughs> also another concern against the Golden Gophers. Yeah, okay, yeah. they played fine. You got an interception, but... You got Dax Hill, Dax Hill, who got hurt. You yeah. don't know what that injury is about. So yeah. those are going to be my two concerns. And then the field goal kicking went zero for three on field goals. Yeah, Moody, dude. Come points. on, man. Yeah. Like, throw in yeah.
1: yeah,
0: well, Nordine's like, I'm not the most accurate guy in the world, but I'll kick it a mile. Yeah. And then Moody's like, I can't either do either anymore. Apparently, yeah. I don't because Moody was so much more accurate than Nordine last year, yeah. and yet. It was 13 ready. for
2: 13. Yeah, right,
0: exactly. So like I don't get that at yeah. all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna give him a pass because he didn't it wasn't needed, but like, whoa, like that's something to monitor for sure. Because yeah. kicking sometimes in close games, you know, you're gonna play Wisconsin, 10th State, those are gonna be close games. You know, you're not gonna blow this I don't think anybody saw this blowout happening by any stretch of the imagination, right? I think, you know, you saw this was three this was three phases, right, where Michigan, outside of the first couple drives, really Outplayed Minnesota, right? But there are some concerns. Mike, talk to me. I mean, are you on the bandwagon? Are you on the Joe Milton bandwagon? Because this game is a hard game to
1: judge that because of the way it broke down. Yes. Um. I'm not fully on the bandwagon. I started this game because I did pick Minnesota to win. Yep. By like actually, just a little bit. Well, I will say actually, I changed it. I went on. I can't. I can't say it on here. Uh, I just changed my bet to Michigan by like four to six. Oh. Um two days ago. Okay. So, um, but on the show, I did pick Minnesota to win. Yep. So I'm going to stick with that here. Yeah. Um, So I was wrong on that. However, how I said the game would go is that if Joe Milton got down early... I want to see what he could do, yeah. and I still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And not you could really. say, not you could really. say, well, they were down down seven yeah, nothing. they were down seven nothing, and then literally Charbonnet ran for one rush for seventy yards, for for tied the, the game, and then they he never did. looked back. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, Joe no. Milton didn't do anything on that drive to help right. precede them go back. It was literally just nothing, one not rush. his fault, but just it's it. not his fault, right, but right. it's also not. It. Yeah, he didn't.
2: There was no it. throws that he had. He didn't.
1: Yeah, he didn't throw anything there.
0: Yeah. So
2: that I think that is
0: the point, right? Is that he did. There was not a point in this game where it's like, oh, that's a big third yeah. down. He's got to make this. we got to make a third and nine. Yeah.
1: So yeah. the the defense playing teams like Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State still scares me as of yes. right now. I do think that you have that buff route two games where you play Michigan State next week and uh, Rutgers. Rutgers? Rutgers week oh, three. So you get those two teams you can kind of try some new Fing things some out of, figure some out. stuff out to try to go into that Wisconsin game yeah. 3-0 with more... Uh, more into it maybe a deeper game plan into those yes um so hopefully i think that's the turning point where if they play wisconsin it's like 35 17 you're like okay i I can i can kind of start jumping on it right now yeah but this minnesota team doesn't they were missing a lot of stars they didn't have a kicker a punter yeah half their 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 offensive offensive line line was out so i want to i want to see them against a really good team first but i did like what i saw
0: yeah and i think you make a great point right and it's it's you know, this Minnesota team was banged up more than we originally thought, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were coming in without a kicker or a punter, quite yeah. frankly, so that sucks, you know what I mean? Um, but this is the kind of game, though, still that Michigan needed to come out, and they yes. needed to come out fast, and they needed to, and obviously, I mean, you could have started worse, right? Block, punt, they score, right? But they responded immediately with a 75-yard run, but after that, right, from an offensive perspective, is the first time that I've seen them play a relatively quality opponent, mm-hmm and have their way offensively in yeah. the Harbaugh era, right? I was, uh, to Kyle's point, I was extremely impressed with the play calling. They made it simple for Milton, right? It was not five reads, stand in the pocket, I need you to stand tall and make a great throw. It was, you know what? Slant, right? Tight end screen, right? Shovel pass, um, uh, drag, right? He had a, he had one nice throw for a deep post he made, made a couple nice reads, right? But nothing Super difficult. He didn't need to stand there and beat him with his arm.
1: Yeah. I The one thing I wish this game would have shown yeah. is I just wish that Minnesota would have had a punter. Yeah, Because I would have been very interested to see Joe Milton go on long fields. Right. Because the second it was either a three and out, which I'll give credit to the defense for a yeah. few times... Probably about five or six times that they had three and out yeah. or force on the punt. The punt only went twelve yards. Yeah, so or eighteen at, yards. At so at you're 40, starting at the 40, 50. Yeah. and when you're starting at the fifty or forty-five, you're gonna come out with points more likely than not, set right. starting at your own twenty every single time. Correct. So something those things like if, when you if, even when you play Michigan State, they're gonna be punting, you're gonna have to go drive the length of the field. Correct. So the, that's the thing I'd be very interested to look forward yeah, to.
0: I, and I'm looking forward to is seeing him, you know, develop, right? But the one thing I will give I think the biggest thing if you are if you really want to get on this joe milton train which it's hard not to you win a big game in minnesota a game that could have went either way really depending right you know um but from an offensive perspective you have to like the fact that joe milton was not a liability Mm -hmm. right he was great on his legs he made good decisions when to keep when to not on the read options right the throws that he did make he was accurate with for the most part he had a couple you know on the couple of the swing screens that Got a little high, right? Which I think is probably jitters. And I think that's something that's coachable. But the reads he made were good reads. He wasn't trying to force the ball into situations. He wasn't trying to do too much. And I think it helps when the run game played as well as it did today, right? Everybody was scoring. Charbonnet was scoring. Haskins scored. You know, everybody was was in on it. You know, and at one point or another, Evans played well. Um, so you weren't asking him to do a lot, but he also wasn't hindering you. He wasn't making the dumb throws. He didn't have the interception where you're going, what the hell was that? Like, those are the kind of plays that I felt like Shea would do too often mm-hmm. last year. Now, like, to your point, Mike, I'm not necessarily ready to jump on the Milton train. However, the fact that he was able to go into a situation like that, understand his role. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is so important is that, listen, running games going well, Cool. Just keep on running it, right? If it's gonna run, if it's gonna work, I don't need to do too much. I don't need to put my team in a situation where we have to figure out what the hell I just did. He did just enough, kept the ball under control, very easy, and they made it easy for him from the coaching staff perspective. So I'm gonna give Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh a lot of credit. Give the defense some credit for getting them those short fields. Um, it, it, what's your biggest concern for Michigan? Kyle hit on a little bit right with you know the run defense. At times was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your your secondary for me is more concerning, quite
1: frankly. Yes. Um, but di- give me give me what you saw from the defensive I th- I perspective. Think, I, yeah, I think the is rough. rough right now yeah. because you look outside of Michael Barrett, twenty three. Yeah, 23? he played Michael phenomenal, was phenomenal. By the way, but outside of him, day. like I just look at like when you go up against Ohio State, like Olave and all yep. those guys, and they're just going to. As of this moment, right. just going to run circles around these corners yep. right now. Yep. And I don't think you have the pass rush to be like, oh, yep. let me get in there in half a second to get there. Right. Like right. like they were against Minnesota. Like... Justin Field is going to have four yeah. seconds to throw with his offensive line and stuff. And well, I don't know if they going to be able offensive line to... is good, and they showed that
0: today um, yeah. against Nebraska. Everyone was saying it. Uh, their offensive and defensive line yeah. is like men playing with boys yeah. right but,
1: now. But to your point, though, I think that Milton can control the game more yep. to the point where I don't think it's going to get super out of hand. Correct. At least very early. It good. No. Could... They could at points, but I think that they can control it more. I'm
0: I'm just excited to see what this offense can do as as the season progresses, right? Because for me, this is the first year that I have left an opening game by Michigan going, you know what? I like our offense. I like the fact that it's simple. I like the fact that all they're doing is saying, we're athletic and we're just going to outrun you and do what Ohio State does. You need to have that kind of offense to compete now. You can't run the ball 55. Look. Even Wisconsin, right, who is known for running the football as well as they do, they churn out running backs every year, it feels like, right? What do they always come up short in? The big games. Why? Because they never have a quarterback since probably Russell Wilson to come in and genuinely play to a high enough level to win those big games. Every time they play Ohio State or Penn State, hell, even Michigan in some years, right, that Harbaugh's been here, when they're forced to throw, they don't have the big play guys. They don't have a good enough quarterback to do it. So – you know, for Michigan to go out there and be multiple in the way that they were, like, some of these plays were not going to work against against good teams, right? Those tight end screens will not work against Ohio State and Wisconsin. But, right, the fact that I trust the guy that's under-centered to go, you know what, I'm just going to be an athletic freak and be an athletic freak mm-hmm. and not try to do anything more than that, for me, is a little exciting because I go, if we finally have an athletic freaky quarterback yeah. that we've always playing in those big games, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's something good. Real quick, let's talk Michigan-Michigan State here. Uh, give me your prediction, Mike, first. Um, and, and
1: what is your key to the game for Michigan and Michigan State each if they want to win this game? All right. Well, I'm going to take Michigan by 17 only because I can't. I can't. It's hard, yeah, right? I can't, it's hard to be like, I, this is going to be close. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it's going to be close by No all. offense. It's just I, I don't want to say it's like a 40-point game either. I no, don't think it's fair. No, so I'd say no. like 14-17. And it's a rivalry game. They will come out pumped. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, literally do exactly everything you did this week. Have Joe Milton just be what he needs to be and have a dominant run game, and I think you'll be perfectly fine. And for Michigan State, I think you need to force turnovers – because Michigan really didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. I don't think no, a single they, time really. No, they, they never. Yeah, they were never even really in third and longs for yeah, the most it was, part today. They only have a right few holdings and stuff. They were always in like second sevens and third and sixes. Tell them that Joe Milton runs five yards and he, or five steps and it's twelve yards. Yeah, <laughs> he's but, <enormous>. So <laughs> I think I think defense. I think for Michigan State they really need the defensive turnovers yeah. and also not commit as many turnovers. Yeah, if they can hold on to the ball. I think it'll be a lot closer. I think they beat Rutgers number one if they just turn over yeah. seven
0: times that's yeah. i mean they had that's like a whole touchdown worth right there yeah. and you know so i agree with you on that kyle same question to you what give me a give me a prediction for the game we're going to break down that game next week obviously what when it actually happens but give me a prediction key to the game for michigan key to the game for michigan state if they want to win mm, if i
2: had to predict i would probably take michigan probably like 35 13, 14, around there, around yeah, there, sure. only because, only because that what Michigan did to, um, to Minnesota, they can do, that's exactly what they can do to Michigan State, like I don't see Very Michigan State so. stop yeah, I agree. Yes. I think it's going to be the same game plan, I don't think they'll be able to stop it, and, don't people, shoot yourself in the foot, yeah, and if you <laughs> just do the same thing, it will be fine, and, and yeah, you got to understand that Jim Harbaugh has been in this rivalry his entire life, Mel Tucker has never played a game in this rivalry, yep, so I think that'll just be the energy that Michigan's going to come out with, uh, and coming off the loss from last week, Michigan State will will kind of have to build that energy again. And I think think it's going to be a dominant performance. from Michigan. Okay, but
0: if you have to, if 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 you are a Michigan State fan, yeah. what is a key for you that you need to look at in order for Michigan State to pull off an upset? I agree with Michigan's going to go in as a huge favorite, right? Is it in Michigan State or is it in Michigan this time? I know it doesn't matter because I think it's in Michigan. Is it at Michigan though? Yeah. I know it doesn't matter because there's not really fans, but it's still nice to play on your home field, yeah. right? Um.
1: Yeah, Michigan's but if,
0: home. Yeah, but if you are Michigan State, what is a key for them to get the victory, if there is one for you, to, to really pull off an upset? Because it's a rivalry game. We've seen crazier things happen, and Michigan is the king of blowing these stupid games where they should dominate. So give me a reason why Michigan State wins
2: this game. I think the perfect way that Michigan State can win this is starting off quick, not, yes. not making those mistakes, starting off quick. Yes. And then once you start off quick, make Joe Millen make those plays they didn't have to do this week.
0: What would it, would it be fair to say the same criticism I think that we had with, with, Justin Fields last year at the beginning of the year, where Ohio State was really flying around on defense and they were really running the ball well. They didn't play anybody particularly difficult. Is to make it was the the original thing was make Justin Fields throw and beat you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is a fair assessment for what Michigan State needs to do Uh, from what we've seen so far out of Joe Milton, which in all honesty isn't isn't a ton from a throwing perspective. We saw a lot with his legs tonight, Mm -hmm. but. Is it fair to say that if you're Michigan State, you go, maybe I have to make him throw and not let him get out of the pocket and maybe force him to stay in the pocket and beat me throwing the football? Is that a fair assessment to say,
1: or is it it too early right now just because we've only had one game of it? I mean, for how dominant they were running the ball, yes, that is – yeah, that is it. Because it's, you
2: saw how easily he could just—they just—they just, they just pull the. A, a but it's artist. helpful when it's third and three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <know laughs> he what could I mean? run so easily, <laughs> and they have to always worry about that. when you have yeah. to worry about that. You're limited in how much you're going to rush and how right. you're going to rush quarterback. But if you make him pass, which he hasn't had to do as a starting quarterback, yeah. that's how you you get him. Right. So that's I
0: think I think you guys both made some great points. I think starting fast from Michigan State, getting up into an early lead, a 10 14 point lead, if you can somehow, that's huge. And also for you, Mike, is limiting the turnovers and maybe even creating. One or two, uh-huh. forcing Milton into some awkward situations. I, honestly, if D'Antonio was still coaching, I would be a little bit more concerned because I don't know a ton about Mel Tucker outside mm-hmm. of the fact he's at Colorado. So for me, I go, I'm not super concerned at this game. I think Michigan should win easily, and they should very much win easily in this game. But like D'Antonio always cooked up something weird for Michigan, right? I don't know because Mel Tucker is new to this whole thing. It's going to matter. But I don't know if they have enough yet. Mm-hmm. This It's not a quick – if they were playing five weeks from now, I'd say this Michigan State team would be a little bit more ready to play. Mm-hmm. A week na- – uh, just a week from now, it's going to be a really tough task mm-hmm. to ask for. So, yeah, I'm going to take Michigan – I'll take Michigan 37, Ohio – or no, Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State 20. I'm going to say yeah, that. I think straight. it's maybe a little bit closer than, than, than we think. But 17 is a pretty – solid number but mm-hmm. that's going to be it for this week's show obviously we're going to talk the rivalry game next week for sure we're going to review wwe's helm Stell pay-per-view let me talk some world series action among other things as well hell we could even be talking about the lions being three and three who knows and I say that so they're definitely going to not be, but <laughs> it is what it is. But we'll be talking some great sports action like we do every single week. Once again, we really appreciate all your support for these first 100 episodes. We hope you continue to stick with us and continue to grow with us for the next 100, 200, however many more of these we got left. So once again, on behalf of the Whale Man, he's the Mark on the Mouth of Michigan, episode 100 officially in the books. Thank you so much, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.